Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. You may have seen some coverage on the uh, news, both local and national, as uh, we get into this weekend here, about the annual March for Life pilgrimage in Washington, D.C. It happened on the Friday this past week. Our uh, group from Buffalo, a stalwart group as always, uh, leaves on the day before, and uh, it's a kind of a whirlwind tour down there for uh, all the events that uh, go on that day, and then uh, they kind of turn right back around and come home. But uh, our Office of Pro-Life Ministries coordinates that, of course. They have several things that are uh, going on, and uh, I'm sure they have several things going on for this year of mercy that we're in as well. And joining us, no stranger to our program, we welcome back Cheryl Caleri, Director of Pro-Life Ministries for the Diocese. Cheryl, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, so this is one of those moments where, um, you know, People get a little glimpse behind the curtain. Obviously, we're not doing this show like the day after you got back from <laughs> from uh, Washington. But just tell us about some of the things that uh, happened this year at the March for Life. Correct. <laughs> um, yes, as always, um, you know, some things remain constant. You know, we take a really uh, wonderful uh, constitu- constituency down to uh, Washington to represent uh, our diocese, uh, composed of uh, youth and. Uh, elderly alike and everything in between, and I uh, like to call them our, our mature group. I'm included in that, by the way. And um, it's really uh, a whole uh, plethora of activities. There's uh, uh, speeches that they can listen to, different events that they can participate in, um, as well as the culmination, which is uh, the March Write Down Constitution. Um, and we look forward to that again, uh, as always. So. We have about uh, five buses going this year. Oh, that's good number. So um, interestingly, we have a lot of people that are driving and flying this year, um, which has really um, surprised us somewhat. But um, people are finding that they're like, liking to tag on a few days before and a few days after for some of the other events that are going on. Um, and so that way it allows them to be able to do that. Well, and close to the weekend this year, I mean, people listening to this are, are mostly hearing this on the uh, weekends as well. So, you know, a couple of days in Washington, D.C., see the sights, not an opportunity you would generally have if you just go down for the march. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And this is the year to do it because next year we're going to be facing the inauguration. So there's going to be oh. a whole host of things to deal <laughs> with next year. We've had that before, too. I remember that historically. Yes. It's happened a couple times uh, in my tenure here at the diocese. Yes, that makes it all very exciting, both the traveling and extra security and all those kinds exactly. of things. Exactly. So, yeah, that'll be uh, very interesting. Um, tell me about the – you had a keynote speaker this year. Well, first of all, let me uh, – um, and this is this is kind of a new development. It used to be in, in uh, years past, uh, several years back, uh, the bishop would say a mass with all of the the group, but uh, uh, Bishop Malone likes to go with the youth, right, to the uh, to the main mass that they have. There. Yes, um, and we switch off um, each year between the Verizon Center and, and the Armory, um, and the bishop is going to be attending the mass with the youth this year. Uh, for one of the first times that I remember, Bishop Gross is going to be uh, saying our mass. Oh, terrific. So we're really uh, excited to have him along this time. 
and um, he'll be there saying the Mass uh, as presider, and we'll have several uh, concelebrants to the Mass. And, uh, of course, as you mentioned, our guest speaker, uh, Catherine Lopez, and I'm excited to have her there as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about her. What's her uh, message for you? Well, I originally met her through um, Catholic Voices and our uh, media training that we had in regards to being able to speak with a with a soft voice to people in regards to our faith. So um, she has, the for the second time now, uh, collaborated in regards to uh, the book uh, to be able to have people be able to speak to the faith in a way in which they're opening up hearts and minds. And so she's going to speak a little bit about that, and uh, particularly in this year of mercy, um, how we can bring forth some of those things to people who um, maybe are not of the Catholic faith, but yet we're willing to bring them to Christ to see the mercy. One of the uh, visuals people may have seen already by the time they're listening to this, and we don't always talk about this, but it, uh, you know, um, the group gets down there on uh, Thursday the 21st of January. There is a large mass at the Basilica at the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, right? And Correct. Of course, um, this event draws a lot of people and there are only so many seats in any of our churches, you know, let alone the, the Basilica. Big building, but um, so how does that work? How do you determine where you're going to be and how does participation in that? It is uh, a really good point that you're bringing up. I have seen over the years it just increasingly becoming difficult um, to get, the seats are pretty much gone by the time we arrive in Washington. Uh, people actually get there the day before and start staking out uh, pews. Um, what we have found is it's standing room only, um, but they did do a great job last year of, in each one of the alcoves setting up um, TV screens and seating in there to help a little bit from the everybody just being standing room only and or sitting room only on the floor. So, yes, you're right. The cafeteria is full. The downstairs is filled. The church is filled. Um, but I will tell you, year after year, it's just an event that um, you don't want to miss. Well, yeah, nobody ever misses. That's what you yeah. always hear when you, we talk. We've had participants a bit before here on the program, and that's one thing they say. Yes, the one thing I know I want to be at besides the actual march is that yes. event at the facility. And they moved it up a half an hour this year, so it starts at uh, 5.30. So. Oh, so even more challenging. Yes. So, uh, well, I'm uh, – I, I, we don't know as of you and I sitting down. Hopefully, I had good weather for the trip, right? Because so, that's always an issue as well. So, uh, well, that's the uh, that's the national event, of course. Now, just prior to that, again, this is something people might have seen through uh, Facebook or maybe in the Western New York Catholic or uh, even on some of the um, local uh, TV stations. The annual uh, uh, diocesan mass that uh, the bishops celebrated this year, um, appropriately enough, I think, at Divine Mercy Parish. In you think I had a little Niagara something Falls. to do that with suggesting that? Idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, well, I, that's a little um, – um, that parish is in some ways uh, one of our success stories, right? A renamed parish. It's a, it's a group of, I think, five parishes, right, that came correct. together to form that in the falls to better – um, you know, to better serve the people in in, in that area, and uh, you know, a, a church I've been in a, a couple times, beautiful church, and um, I, I think it's nice to kind of get that some exposure as well. So, exactly, especially in this year. Mostly. We do like to uh, move this mass around throughout our eight counties of uh, the diocese when we uh, select each year, and again, as you had already. 
um, you know, brought up, Divine Mercy seems so uh, appropriate. But on top of that, as you said, it's a great way to bring others around the other counties of Western New York, you know, to Niagara Falls to see the beautiful job uh, that they've done there, combining the parishes and also bringing the mercy of Christ to that community. The Niagara Falls area has a very high, um, it, much like our city of Buffalo, has a very high poverty rate. They have met the needs of the people there with their beautiful services and, and pantries and all kinds of ways that they're reaching out, um, particularly uh, our office as well opened up a satellite uh, St. Gianna outreach in one of their schoolrooms, which they so graciously um, have allowed us to use. Um, and we're actually going to be um, uh, actually at the time of the, that this airs, we'll have already had an official blessing um, from our bishop of that room. So we're excited about that as well. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Uh, what was the agenda for the uh, thankfulness on that for the for the uh, mass? The, um, our Provita Mass each year um, awards uh, people who really go above and beyond um, in regards to pro life work and and social justice work in in the community. And uh, this year we're really excited. We have, as always, and we've done this since 1995. Um, have a great um, group of people, Every everything from Eagle Scouts uh, to someone who um, is one of our youth who's been going literally to the March for Life since she was four years old. Ah, wow. Um, we have um, in our professional category one of our doctors that we work with at Catholic Health. Um, so it's really a culmination of all of the work that people do, and then we in, invite the past recipients to come to this Mass as well uh, to honor um, each other. Very good. So, uh, again, people might have uh, seen some coverage of that, particularly in our uh, diocesan media, the Western New York Catholic, and on uh, Facebook and in our Twitter feeds and the website and whatever. Cheryl Calary is Director of Pro-Life Activities in the Diocese of Buffalo. And this is kind of... um, I, I guess I don't know a good way to put it. I mean, obviously, it's one of your big sort of uh, times for visibility and awareness as every time that um, this anniversary of Roe v. Wade comes around. People think about the pro-life issues, particularly the abortion issue. And, you know, it's a time that maybe you get a little bit more exposure, maybe rally the troops a, a, a little bit. Um, are, are you able to kind of use the momentum from this period of, of the year? It's kind of nice, I suppose, that it's, it's kind of at the beginning of the year. Are you kind of able to use that momentum in to, to kind of follow into what you have going the rest of the year? Exactly. Um, what, I, what I really do like about the opportunity each year to have this observance is to also show how we as a church respond to this issue. So, for example, um, we are talking about the year of mercy and at a perfect time, this is where we segue into, okay, those those people that we know that have had abortions or those people who have been affected by abortions and or have been exposed to it in the rippling effect, as we cause, call it, have the opportunity um, through us having different seminars and discussions to be exposed to our Project Rachel ministry and know the mercy of Christ. Um, we, in fact, have one coming up uh, soon um, at St. Greg's where uh, Deacon Mike Dulac and myself um, will be speaking to the Generations of Faith group right in the church at St. Greg's uh, on the 19th. 
so again, this will be uh, post, but in, in, it's really important because they can review it um, and watch that right online because they keep those uh, on file. So that you can see those. Yeah, if you search St. Gregory the Great Parish, Buffalo, Williamsville, whatever you put in there, it'll it'll, it'll come up. And yeah, they do have uh, – if people are not aware um, and you're from outside the area, um, they're one of – there's a several churches now that, that have this, but St. Greg's has cameras in the church. So anything that takes place in the church, that includes weekend masses and special masses and events like we're talking about, but also funerals. Um, weddings, if the people agree to to have that, but it, it's a nice way for people outside the area maybe to kind of be back in touch with Western New York and get a local connection. It streams there, and as you mentioned, events like this are available on the website archive for a certain amount of time, so people can go back and see that. Exactly, beautiful. It's a uh, it, it, it's uh, something to keep in mind. So look up uh, Saint Gregory the Great in. Williamsville, and uh, we're going to talk about one of those other ways that uh, you kind of raise awareness and uh, keep the momentum going. You've got your annual uh, benefit banquet for the St. Giannamola Pregnancy Outreach Center. We'll come back. Cheryl Caleri is our guest director of pro-life activities in the Diocese of Buffalo, and we'll be right back on Western New York Catholic Weekly. If you're suffering after an abortion, you don't have to suffer alone. The Catholic Church understands, and we would like to help. Through Project Rachel, we offer free, non-judgmental, confidential counseling for anyone suffering from the effects of abortion. Call Project Rachel at 716-847-2205. Remain as anonymous as you like. Call 716-847-2205. We care. Let us help you today. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Greg Prince, as always, and joining us, Cheryl Caleri, Director of Pro-Life Activities in the Diocese of Buffalo. Uh, this weekend, as you listen to the program, of course, uh, a group from Buffalo uh, led by uh, uh, Cheryl and several others were uh, attending the March for Life pilgrimage in uh, Washington, D.C. And there was an interesting, um, there's an interesting sidebar this year to that on uh, the, the day after, right? And and um, people may remember that not only have you been on the program to talk about specifically pro-life issues, but very active, very involved with um, social justice and the Social Justice Committee here in the Diocese of Buffalo as well. Um, they're kind of tying those two together. I imagine the weekend works out good for that, right? Absolutely. Um, I'm really excited. The um, Catholic Social Ministries Gathering normally is held the second week of February. And this year, for the first time, they've moved their symposium up to coincide with the end of the time that we're there for the March for Life. So the first for the first time on Friday evening, um, a whole uh, group of pro-life and social justice leaders, ministers um, are gathering uh, for a symposium for the first time to speak about ways in which we can better work with one another, get the message across, make sure that we're all um, understanding that all of those issues do intersect with one another and try to be as effective as we can in our prospective diocese to make sure that we're uh, getting that message across. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, it, too much to talk about here, but I mean, it, it, I, this year in particular, you know, as I get older, maybe I say this every year, but there's just so many agendas on the social justice front or so many issues to 
address. I mean, uh, you, we constantly see in the news race issues continuing to be a problem. And uh, um, that, that ties a little bit into the gun control. You have police violence and you have ongoing problem of of poverty. You have this uh, uh, gap between the haves and the have-nots. You got a lot to talk about this year. We sure do. Um, and, and I like to always say, you know, if we really just really uh, center ourselves on Christ, they all intersect with the human person and the dignity of the human person, every one of those issues. And so the more we can get people to see, you know, we're all children of God. Yes, we might be of different creed, different color, different, you know, backgrounds, et cetera. But at the end of the day, um, how can we as a people in peace work together and move forward? So uh, let's talk about one of the ways that we help the children Yes. Children, actually, of God. And uh, that's your, I mentioned it before the break, your uh, annual benefit for the St. Gianna Mala Pregnancy Outreach Center. First of all, let's back up because uh, I always like to tell people about the work of the center. And by the way, any of the the stuff we talk about, if you go to buffalodiocese.org, just click on pro-life and you'll be able to, to get to any of this information, of course, or just search on pro-life diocese of Buffalo. Same thing if you're, if you're uh, uh, Google is your homepage. Um, uh, the Gianna Mala Pregnancy Center, what, uh, what is it? What work do you do there? Well, we're excited. Um, you would think the name would tell it all, right? Pregnancy Outreach Center. But, exactly. Uh, let's be a little more specific. Exactly. Than that. <laughs> um, we definitely uh, we're well over the fifteen hundred uh, families that we've helped this year between our main location at seventy six Church Street in Erie County, behind the uh, cathedral. Uh, we also have our two satellite locations, one in Chautauqua County in the old uh, St. Hedwig's Rectory. And uh, as I mentioned previously, in Divine Mercy in Niagara Falls and Niagara County uh, in one of the school buildings. So our outreach um, is growing by leaps and bounds because there is a need. And again, um, where there is a need, we're trying to, to, meet, to meet those needs. Um, we are excited to have our um, fifth annual banquet, which highlights some of the families and people that we help. So part of what we do is talk about testimony, and we usually have a few people come and do a, a personal testimony so that the people can really not just know what we do, but hear it firsthand. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's always it's always good. And um, I mean, you, I don't usually ask for, for numbers and Whatever, but um, since the Giannamola Pregnancy Center has happened, any idea how many lives you've touched through that ministry? I definitely know. Um, well, there's there, that's a two sided answer. There's many <laughs> lives that are, um, and I humbly say that are on this earth that wouldn't be here had they not been connected to our center. Um, so I'm really. Um, you know, humbly all through the glory of God to be able to say that that has happened. Um, and then as far as the families that we've reached, if you add it up over the last five years, I'm going to say, um, roughly speaking, well close to 4,000 families that we yeah. have touched. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a, you know, it really is a, it seems like such a small work. You got three locations and two of those, I mean, relatively 
knew you were doing it all out of one room for a while. Exactly. So, I mean, it, you know, and, and uh, to know that you're touching in the thousands of, of families here in Western New York, and these are, you know, your neighbors here in Western New York, and people would never realize that. Well, unless they come to the dinner and hear about the folks. This is your opportunity for um, to really raise the necessary funds each year, right, to keep this essential ministry going. Exactly. And um, one thing that we've been very blessed with is people who do come to the banquet look forward to to uh, attending it the following year because they they are so touched by what they see and hear and that they get to see that their dollars are actually going directly to these families. For at Christmas time, for example, people were um, – adopting families and we actually connected some of the families to be able to bring the gifts right to the family's home. So we have a lot of nice programs like that so people can feel that um, direct contact with helping people that are truly in need and really feeling good about uh, the choices that they've made in regards to that. And each year we have um, a you know a dynamic speaker. Um, uh, that was my next question. See, that's why I love having you on. It makes my <laughs> job easy. <laughs> um, this year we're very fortunate to have Jackie Stallnecker. Um, she is uh, has been uh, in the past um, part of the Silent No More campaign. So somebody who was post abortive herself. Um, not to give it all away um, because this will be something that will be forthcoming and I hope you buy your ticket and come and hear about it. But she um, you know, is post-abortive but tells her story um, in such a way I thought it would, again, be perfect in the year of mercy for people to understand how she's come to know the mercy of Christ personally through her journey um, with her loss. Uh, if people recognize the the name and if they look at the flyer, they might recognize the face. Former Miss West Virginia. Exactly. So there yes. you go. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, and she's just as uh, beautiful inside. She's a wonderful person. I've gotten an opportunity to know her over the last few years. And um, she really – one of the things that um, I really enjoy about her is she speaks from the heart and it's all uh, genuine. What you see is what you got with Jackie. Uh, I, I want to give you an opportunity, um, and, and we hope folks, people, if you, if you want to go online, uh, people need to register for this ahead of time for yes, the dinner. Yes, we have it uh, really easy for them this year too. It's, there's a PayPal link on there and oh, they can terrific. get their ticket right uh, right online. Um, and of course, we like to sell them pre in advance, but we'll, we'll never turn anybody away of at the door. Of course you won't. That's <laughs> right. Uh, BuffaloDiocese.org, uh, just go to the pro-life section. You can uh, get that. And you mentioned that the lives that exist, the children that have been brought into the world that may not have been without the assistance of the St. Gianna Mola Pregnancy Correct. Center. Um, that kind of ties in. I, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about Project Racial. You've mentioned that already early in the program. Just remind folks about what that is. Yes. Um, it's twofold. We uh, Project Racial um, is a post-abortive uh, healing ministry, but it also, um, we have a hotline that if somebody, for example, is at the clinic um, and they're trying to have somebody have a second look or a second thought or a consultation with somebody before um, they become post-abortive. They use our hotline uh, to do that. Uh, and so Deacon Mike and myself connect. Um, we remote access. So there's uh, not – there's many occasions where nights and weekends, um, you know, we will go and meet the person where we have to meet them to discuss these issues. We certainly would rather talk to them prior to sure. uh, than after. Um, however, if it does happen or occur after – 
it's nice to know that the church has a response um, ready and, and willing and able to help them, um, you know, through that grief and through that journey. Everybody's um, story is a little bit different, um, as they always are, but we like to meet them where they're at and try to help them move forward. And the number for the Project Rachel Hotline? 842-2211. And that is here in the 716 area code. That is correct. People are trying to reach that. And we play the spots occasionally. You've heard them here on the the Western New York Catholic Weekly program as well. Um, I'm sure you've got a lot of other events going on in the the year of mercy. Uh, There's one thing coming up, though, we wanted to sneak in here. And because um, even though we know better – People think of abortion particularly as a women's issue and we've talked about that a hundred times, how many just people of all facets of life are affected by by this issue. But we do have some things specifically for women coming up. We do. Um, there's a group of women in uh, the diocese who've uh, gone to – you know, come together um, and formed um, – Catholic Women of Buffalo, and they're going to have their first annual uh, women's conference that's going to be held on the 27th of uh, February. It's going to be held this year at Mount St. Mary's Academy, and the mass is going to, uh, the opening is going to be led off with a mass by Bishop Malone at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, there you go. So uh, we hope people uh, can take advantage of that as well. And again, go to buffalodiocese.org and uh, there's uh, info about all the stuff we talked about here on the program. And uh, I'm sure if you search uh, Catholic Women of Buffalo on Google, you're going to be able to find out the the work for that conference as well. Cheryl Caleri is Director of Pro-Life Activities in the Diocese of Buffalo, and uh, it was, and uh, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, for kind of coming in here this week. I know it's your probably busiest time of year, so uh, thanks for taking some time to be with our listeners. Today, and thank Cheryl. you so much again for having me. I appreciate it. And as always, if you want to hear a program, uh, maybe you don't catch it every week live on the air, you can uh, go to our podcast page, buffalodiocese.org, under the news tab. You'll see radio, and all of our programs are there. Or if you maybe miss something that uh, uh, on this program you want to go back and revisit it, you will be able to do that. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.